Hello and welcome back to Pyramid Scheme, episode one, uh, our official first episode. I am one of your co-hosts, Austin, aka Forebear, and joining me as always for the second time in a row, we're two for two now, Justin, aka Luminous Havoc. The Striker Titan with the knees. Yeah, the big knees. Justin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm okay, how are you, man? I'm 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 doing great. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm living my best life out here right now. I'm definitely not sad because my mommy moved away today. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, so uh, just a, a quick a little sidebar um, because people are gonna be like, "What, what is that all about?" Uh, my my mother moved out of state, uh, and it's it's kind of the first time that like my. My parents, either of my parents have ever been more than 10 minutes away from me. So it's very, it's a very weird feeling, but I'm excited for her. She's moving to New York. She has some really cool opportunities up there. Oh God, uh, it's scary. all, it's all going to be, uh, it's all going to be, it's going to be okay. Is basically what I've been saying to myself while I cry and <laughs> rock back and forth. All nah, day. It'll be good. I, I, I am very excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to go and like play in the snow and stuff because I'm a Texas boy. It's only ever snowed here once. And it so was 40 years ago. New York state, not New York city. Uh, yeah. Upstate New York. Okay, near, uh, Ithaca. Oh, up, upstate New York. Yeah. Oh, they expensive. Mm. Um, <laughs> she fancy. Uh, but anyway, uh, guys, we are coming at you not live this week, but we are planning on starting to stream the uh, the episodes of the podcast live so that those listening can tune in while we do these on Thursday nights. Uh, and then if you can't be there with us live, that is okay because we are still going to be uploading the audio versions of the podcast. Just trying to knock out some housekeeping real fast. Um, the topics on deck today, the things that we're going to cover, we're going to take a look at the TWAB, um, which is something that we're going to plan on doing every week, but there's some really good trials info in here for us, Trials of Osiris Sweats. Me. Um, yeah, Justin, that's like Justin's <laughs> forte. Um, we are going to then pivot over to the dungeon controversy, I guess is the word for it, that was uh, really prevalent last week. Of course, just two days or so after the first episode of the podcast went live, it was a great Something timing. happens, yeah. Great. Right, that's that's how it's always going to go. Something's <laughs> going to happen tomorrow. Uh, we're going to also hit some of the hotfix uh, patch notes, because there's not a lot of them. And we are also going to have a uh, a fun a fun topic after we talk about the dungeon stuff. I'm going to kind of keep you in the dark so that you can look forward to something and then close it out with our looking for friend or LFF section. Uh, Justin, let's go ahead and dive right in, man. What's going on with Trials of Osiris? So it looks like the last week they enabled the, uh, the solo queue trials, like the freelance and that was kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of mixed things about that. I've heard some people really, really enjoy it. People that, you know, don't have a fire team that obviously gives them even more of a chance to, to dip their feet into the trials experience and, and see what the competitive 3v3 PvP is like. But then I've also had a lot of other people, uh, like some of my friends, tell me that all of these hyper sweats are suddenly in freelance trials, just like stomping on the people that don't really know what they're doing. Um, so that was really cool. I actually, I, I enjoyed it. I did a, a couple of freelance games, 
Um, you know, at first, Telesto wasn't disabled in Freelance, which was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, was that was that when Telesto re-enabled itself when it was uh-huh, supposed yeah. to be disabled? Yeah, it just love that. Love Telesto, man. Uh, we'll talk about Telesto later on. I so I streamed over at twitch.tv slash forebear. Uh I streamed about two hours worth of solo trials runs. Uh and like I'm I'm pretty good at PvP. I haven't been playing a lot and I'm like adjusting some game settings and stuff, like all of these excuses, right? No. Um, <laughs> no, they're bad. Uh but but I I wasn't able to get further than like four wins on a card mm-hmm. um before I'd like lose my mercy and then immediately lose the next game after that. It was like four game win streak was like the best I could do. Uh and even then I was lucky sometimes to even get that far. And of course the kind of player I am, uh if I got two wins into a card and lost my third, I would just, just reset. reset the like, card, there's yeah. no point. There's no point in saving a mercy or or not having a mercy when you're on game six and you just happen to match against like fucking Doctor Lupo or whatever. And nothing feels worse than game six, no mercy, and then you lose. Yeah, man. Like, I'm not here for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I lose game four, I'm resetting. No thanks. Uh, so, what did but, you? But yeah. How did you feel about it though? Like, did you feel like it made it more accessible? Did Did you feel like you had good games, or did you? Feel I like- wish. I wish that I'd played earlier in the weekend. I played on Sunday. Oh. Um, which, you know, is, is kind of, kind of a toss up. Uh, and Bungie has a lot of really great data in here in the TWAB. I highly recommend everyone go look at it. Um, I, I had a lot of games that were like five and two, five and three. Okay. Uh, I had a couple that were five and O's where we just got stomped or yeah. we stomped the enemy team. I think I maybe had one or two, four and five games. Okay. Um, overall, I feel I feel like it went well. Like I didn't feel like I got cheated out of the ability to go flawless. There were obviously like I ran into the same problem that everyone does in trials, which is like shatter dive hunters are fucking dominating <sighs> yeah. trials of Osiris right now. Yeah. Um, I ran into some interesting <laughs> some interesting characters in general. Um, some people that had obviously never played Trials before, some people that had obviously never played Trials on Cauldron before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, the doors. Let's I'm just like, open this door real quick. It's, yeah. it's unreal. It's unreal how many times I would watch a teammate just like mosey on him, not sprinting, <laughs> just like trotting up to the door and three fucking scopes all laser in on him and all fire at once and take him out. Like, uh, like, come on, man. But, but yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a good time. Like I had fun. Of course I eventually got frustrated. I'd been playing for a few hours and yeah. I, I was losing matches and, um, but I think if even, even if it had existed the way that it did this past weekend, uh, and I had gotten the opportunity to play sooner in the weekend yeah. uh, and played more, I would have, I would have kept playing. Like, absolutely. I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to try to get flawless. Um, I, I had a good time with it. So, and then the fact that you, you had mentioned, uh, you didn't play until later in the weekend kind of, kind of segues into the other, the other big point is that next weekend, it looks like they're disabling the, the flawless pool. They're making it so that instead of having the flawless pool, it's going to be not only card-based matchmaking, but overall weekend performance-based matchmaking. Okay. So they're going to be trying to match you up with not only teams that have similar number of wins on their card, but a similar similar number of wins for the entirety of the weekend. I mean, I think... So, so obviously, we both read this separately beforehand. I think that that sounds awesome. I think... 
I think that it, it eliminates a lot of the problem. And, like, they, again, like, Bungie absolutely kills it with these twabs, man. Like, there's so much really good data in here. Yeah, a lot of people um, are like, they're not transparent. I'm like, I know. what? And then what are you like, talking about? Here's a fucking graph, brother. Like, what do you want <laughs> from me? Um... I, I think I think that they did a really good job of breaking down, like, hey, here were the positives that we saw from having the flawless pool around, and then here were obviously the drawbacks of it. Um, they said they said that the biggest drawback that they're anticipating is slightly longer matchmaking times. Yeah, but like matchmaking times were less than a minute um, for most players across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, the only players that had issues finding matches at all were duos on Sundays. I guess. Okay. Uh, they were looking sense. at about. Uh, close, close to two minutes for matchmaking times. Um, which even still, that's, that's not, not that's bad. really not bad. Um, uh, but I can totally appreciate getting antsy, especially if you're on that game six with no mercy. Uh, you know, just like holding your breath, hoping that it goes okay. But I know it's not the same kind of game, but I mean, you know, like go play smite. Like you've got to like, you've got to wait for like a certain, like it's like set times for you to like, like queue into a game. Like, no, absolutely. Like homie, go, go play. Either, either of like the two existing Halo games right now, the Master Chief Collection or, or Halo 5, um, play anything ranked other than like Halo 3, Team Slayer ranked in in the Master Chief Collection. And you're going to wait at least, at least two minutes to get into a match every time, period. Uh, and then you're still getting into matches that are like super lopsided because the player pools aren't big enough. Like, homie, be excited that you have a hundred second matchmaking times <laughs> and not not six minute matchmaking times. It goes both ways with them removing it. Though. Like, I'm not worried about the matchmaking times, but like, so because I went I went flawless uh, once this weekend, and the first of all the flawless pool like. Most of the people that I play trials with, it kind of once we go flawless, like I'm like, hey, all right, like let's let me hop on my hunter, and they're just like, no, I don't want to do that, and I'm just like, okay, and so then I'll I'll load in by myself, and like, it it is pretty rough. Um, I did a couple freelance games in the mm-hmm. flawless pool, and it was it was okay. Like there was kind of a you know it was a grab bag. I did a couple of regular matchmaking games, and like. I was running into, like, the same three dudes, like, twice every, like, five games. Like, it was it was rough. Like, it was just teams that were just like, we're here to ruin people's days. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it's it's really cool to hear you, like, as someone who, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say religiously, but someone who cares a lot about trials and plays trials a lot. Um, like, experience the same thing that Bungie is reflecting in their data. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, Trials Pool, like, it was a cool experiment. That's why we kept it around for a few weeks. Obviously, it wasn't working. So here's a new thing that we're going to try. Yeah. I think, I think the wind based cards is a, is a great idea. Um, I'm going to pull up a tweet that I found earlier today. Tweet, tweet. From, um, Am I even on the right account? Mm-mm. I'm not. It was on the Pyramid Scheme account. Give me one sec. Pyramid Scheme. Um, <laughs> Pyramidsky. <laughs> uh, I wish I could do your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping... Where did this tweet go, man? It was from... There it is. So, it's from Giggs. Um, let's see. He calls this new system a punishing system. But he says it... So, Giggs' tweet reads out, Trials is removing the flawless pool and putting another punishing system in its place. The new system will track how many wins you have over the weekend and try to match you with players around the same amount of wins, making it so that if you grind, you're going to be sweating hard. 
this change will be coming in the future, which will be cool to see. Nice to see Bungie listening to the feedback. That last bit is specifically referring to uh, matchmaking trying to do a better job because right now it's it's not doing a great job of it. Um, but trying to match up, like if you and I queue into trials together, we're obviously going to get a third random put on our team mm-hmm. because of the new matchmaking. Um, a lot of players that are going in without a full fire team are facing full fire teams. So Bungie's going to try to get it so that you are more likely to run into another team that is not a full fire team. Yeah. Um, and then full fire teams fighting against full fire teams. They said that they don't have a specific release date for it yet, but that they're targeting, um, at, at the earliest season 16. So the witch queen, um, which is a bummer and, and it's not a bummer. I'm excited to see that they're doing this at all. Um, it would be, obviously it would be better if it was now, Yeah. but, you know, it's it. It'll be cool. They did they did they say anything? I honestly, I honestly don't remember. Did they say anything about freelance sticking around? Oh, I did not. I did not see what did freelance. <sighs> no, we are looking at running freelance occasionally for the remainder of season fifteen, but are still trying to t- determine what feels right. We will let you know. Okay. Cool. Okay, cool. So, like, the paragraph I just read was from this section. That's cool. So, I guess Freelance probably isn't going to stick around... This upcoming uh, week. This upcoming... Well, there will be no trials this upcoming week. Uh, because of Iron Banner. I hate that. that I hate that. That upsets me quite a bit. Um, Why? I mean, I get it. Because, like, player population was low in both playlists when they were both active. Um, But, like, that's lame. Give me trials. I just want to get good at PvP. There's always, dude, sometimes survival feels sweatier than trials. Dude, fuck survival. <laughs> I, I tried, I've tried, I don't know how many times to get unbroken. Um, I am currently. Like to, to hit away. legend in, in solo, uh, or, uh, solo in a survival. And yeah. I get so close. Like the closest I've ever gotten was like a 4,100 out I'm, of 5k. I'm at like 45 right now. And like fuck me, dude! It's it is a grind. Yeah, I, if I had a, like a solid fire team to run it with on a regular basis, it might be different. But like it's just every now and then I'm just like, oh, like let's you know let's hate myself right now and let's play a <laughs> bunch of games to comp. Like I can't wait to be sad for two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, it's something. But um, kind of going backwards, I think that the the new preferential matchmaking system they're shooting for is going to be. So this is the point I want to make: is the flawless pool is a good idea. But the range of players that can get into the flawless pool goes from anywhere between, you know, and KD really doesn't matter. I'm using this as an example. Anywhere from someone that has a 1.1 to someone that's got a 5.0. So, you know, the ceiling for that pool is so high that I feel like the chance that I'm going to run into some dude that's like, oh, like I've never been killed in Crucible before is higher. I feel like having the the win-based matchmaking is going to be better at getting me teams and people that are closer to my skill level. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it'll yeah. hone in on that just a little bit. I feel like I have less of a chance of running into, and it remains to be seen, but I feel like I have less of a chance of running into like a three-stack of Shatter Diving Hunters that are just running like two main ingredients and a Foul Winters, and I'm just like, okay, like, great. No, one hundred percent. I think I think that the wins thing is is a good idea. I know I can appreciate why Giggs himself is like worried about like, well, I can't like grind trials now and just get like engrams and stuff. 
Um, this is encouraging people to continue their cards, like to go flawless multiple times in a weekend. Um, but like even Bungie like points out the fact that like going flawless gives you better stuff than not going flawless. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you want to do that? Give me that um, shards. I mean for like for for balls. PvP mains like homie go 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 earn your like your end game level resources <laughs> and stuff man. What are you doing? I mean I don't have to buy them anymore. <laughs> right. Uh. But cool. I mean, yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where trials is at. I'm I'm excited to jump back into it a little bit more. I guess next weekend, since uh, obviously this weekend is an Iron Banner weekend. Yeah. Um. Or actually, is it going live on Tuesday? Am I am I reading that wrong? Hold on. It's they talked about it at some point in here, didn't they? When Iron Banner was going live, I could be wrong. I actually don't see it. Let's see. Next week, Iron Banner. Okay, so there should be trials this weekend then. That's okay. exciting. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I was totally wrong about that. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, trials, trials sounds exciting. I'm, I'm super into the idea of, of getting in and getting to, to experience uh, hopefully earlier too in the weekend since I'm off tomorrow. I might be grinding some solo queue trials. Oh, it is. It is Friday. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds super exciting. Uh, cool. Well, trials is gonna be a fun time this weekend. I'm fun. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna go follow this again. Uh, you can trick. watch that happen live at Twitch.tv/forbear. P F H O R B E A R. Get your shot Boom. thrown out. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I I have a. Um, Oh no! I don't remember what it's called. It's the Crucible shotgun. I can't remember what it's retro called. Retro futurist. Yes, thank you. Uh, I have a retro futurist that I like a lot. It's not a particularly great role, but I enjoy using it's it. It's a lightweight so. frame. That's that's yeah, the most important thing. Right. Uh, okay. Cool. So let's move over to the hotfix. Um, Destiny two hotfix three point three point one point two. Uh, let's uh, let's see how many. There are four little sections in here. Do you want to like switch off? I'll read the first. You can read the second. I'll do the third. You can do the fourth. Sure. It's very short. Uh, figured we'd read it. So the first section is activities for nightfalls. Uh, we have changed how many screams from the festering rupture modifier are networked to give a more consistent experience. This should prevent many screams from burrowing into the ground and ending otherwise perfect nightfall runs. Uh, and in, in competitive trials of Osiris and other matchmade activities should no longer trigger baboon errors if players quit between rounds or during a hard wipe. Um, so, Justin, you actually have more to talk about this than I do because I have not had the chance to do any of the Grandmaster Nightfalls yet this season. Mini screams. Um, I the mini screams sound and look really cool, but uh, I, I have seen some rumblings on Twitter that they were like ending perfect well, perfect runs. Because so I guess because of the, the the networking that they're talking about, like they would literally like disappear. Like, I would see one spawn, and then it would be gone. And I'd be like, did anyone kill that mini-screeb? And then it would just be, like, dead. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess he just, you know, warped through time and space to get to my feet. So, I mean, it's a really cool concept. Like, I actually was very excited that just, you know, that's that's such a different modifier. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, No, that's absolutely. Really, like, adding, like, a little new enemy into the game almost as a modifier. Like, that, that yeah. was really cool to me. Um, if they can get them to to work properly, I think I think it's great. Yeah, mini screams from burrowing into the ground. 
That's literally, uh, they would just like slip into the cracks and like get underneath the floor because of how small they were. It was, it was pretty rough. That's ridiculous. That sounds insane. I would be so mad if I was just killed by, by a scream that like the game couldn't handle its fucking networking pads. Uh, and all of a sudden it was at my feet. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not dope. That's not very, that's not very chill of you, Bungie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you want to, I, I, these sections are so short. <laughs> Do you want to hit all of the uh, the insane amount of notes in the UI UX <laughs> section? Oh, yeah, sure. So in the uh, UI UX section, um, they updated some descriptions. They updated the description of the Pinnacle Seasonal Challenge to better direct players to Pinnacle Tier Rewards. Um, I'm I'm curious to see. I haven't booted up the game yet today. You said this, this went today. Yeah, this this patch went live today. I don't know. I don't know which seasonal challenge they're talking about. I'll have to look at it because, like, I do know that, like, I've had a couple new people try to play with me, like, people that I've kind of, like, brought into the fold, and they're just, like, they don't know what to do, and they don't know what gives them good light, like, good good light level loot, and I'm just, like, uh, run some strikes? Like, play, <laughs> I just play Crucible. <laughs> oh, my God. Real quick, like, quick tangent. So, Justin and I ran three VOGs to try to get me and uh, another friend of ours, uh, Vex Methoclast. Uh, I guess I guess most of that group doesn't have it yet. Uh, no, it's just it's just you guys. Oh, cool, love that. <laughs> uh, so the third run, I was like, man, I have a hunter that I could run, but it's only like twelve seventy five, and we did it. Uh, the funniest thing that happened during that during that run was the fact that I I could not stay like I was getting one tapped by Atheon. I could barely do damage to enemies. Like Atheon obviously. Would, would like turn and look at him, and he would just die. <laughs> right, just from his <laughs> like, like, I like a, a little bit of Atheon's glass would shimmer in the right angle, and I would evaporate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was was I had a legendary engram drop on the ground randomly for me, and because I was using my thirteen thirty weapons. On that hunter, um, the power level increase, it was eight power levels. Like, my, my overall power level went up eight power levels because of a chest piece I got, um, which I think was 60 power levels higher than the one that I had on. Uh, absolutely unreal. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the UI and UX section. So let's move on to, uh, the best section. Say, better uh, that you handle this one for the comedic purposes. So, uh, so for, for players who aren't aware, uh, maybe you're new, maybe you found this podcast on accident. If so, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, there's, there's a, a, a weapon of, of, of legend. When, <laughs> when, when Bungie says become legend, really what they mean is become Telesto. Uh, the Telesto has its own section in this, in this patch notes. Um, and it reads as follows. Telesto fixed issues. Sorry, rather, damn it, I messed it up. Uh, fixed some issues with Telesto. <laughs> Editor's note, restart the clock, which is just like a, it has now been zero days <laughs> since Telesto broke the game. Um, no longer attaches to allies, will instead impact and detonate. Love it. Bolts can no longer be shot and destroyed. I can understand, like, if it's giving them networking problems, I can totally understand. Yeah. And just, like, otherwise breaking the game. Uh, and then reduce the bolt lifetime from 10 seconds, which is insanely long, to around 5 seconds when spawned on the environment. 
proximity to enemies still detonates. What is what is around five seconds? Don't they set the amount of time they live for? <laughs> They're like, you know what? It's like, sorry, but this is as good as we can do with Telesto. Um, like, much hey. like Pocket Infinity in Destiny 1, we should not have put this in the game. <laughs> do you understand? Do you, like, know? And I know that there's some stuff that I'm unaware of. Because I saw that Telesto breaks the like honestly I see Telesto breaks the game now and I just I, I don't even look at it because I'm just like yep yeah, okay it probably did it probably it. right so I don't know about the attaching to allies and stuff um, I don't know if there's a different purpose for why they're changing it but I saw a clip earlier in the week or last week where uh, dude was covered in Telesto from his teammate and Hunter golden gunned him and the the Telesto ate the golden gun yeah. The projectile was like, no, like you're hitting me, not the player. And so right. he just tanked the shot, like no worries. <laughs> it was unreal, like the health benefits it gave you. And like, even in trials, especially like if you're a good player that can like successfully bum rush somebody, like, like ape someone real hard with, with a shotgun. What's that? Imagine being able to do it when two teammates have shot Telesto all over you and you cannot receive damage. Yeah. Like, no, dude, <laughs> no way. That's insane. So that was, that. those are the fixes that have come to Telesto. They are in the game now. That patch is live. Uh, Justin, do you want to finish off our little hot to- uh, hot topic? Jesus. Hot fix. Uh, our hot fix discussion with the abilities section. Sure. So um, abilities, they really just fixed two general things. So they fixed an issue that allowed allied players to be damaged and frozen by Diamond Lance, which I am upset with. Because my one buddy uses Diamond Lance, and every time he creates one, I try and grab it and throw it at someone. <laughs> um, and then they fixed an issue where more Sentinel Shield Super Energy was being drained by the Scorn Sniper attacks than intended. So I guess I don't really run Sentinel um, like that. Like, I run Bubble if I'm going to be on Void. But I suppose when you were guarding, the the snipers from these Scorns were just eating your, your Super Energy, which, you know, that's not a fun time. No, that I mean, you know, I'm I'm all about this. This is this feels like the uh, the only thing that's going to and I don't want to say improve, but have like an obvious effect, especially for players that you know run Sentinel Shield. Uh, uh, I know it can be really useful in the in like the Nightfalls and like the GMs. A lot yeah. of people will, will run the uh, the Banner Shield, so being able to to take some more shots from those enemies is probably nice, and you know, orb generation and all that kind of stuff. No, totally. I think, I mean, I think this is, this is great. Like Bungie, Bungie has consistently, I think for a few weeks in a row now put out hot fixes that have fixed like problems with GMs, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, just goes to show you, uh, what, what kind of progress they've been able to make on their back end when it comes to updating the game. It's not like we're only getting one hot fix every three months anymore, uh, which is super cool. Uh, okay. So we are already about a half an hour in. Um, we're going to hit, we're going to touch this next topic fairly specifically, but we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because Justin and I are kind of on the same page with it. Um, which is the dungeon controversy that, uh, kicked off, uh, 11 days ago, actually, or I guess nine days ago was when Cosmo, uh, responded to the Reddit article. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, so, I, I am struggling to remember exactly where the comment came from originally. I feel like it may have been in a TWAB, or maybe it was in an interview with somebody. Uh, it may have even been a Twitter response. I think it was Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Twitter response. Okay. So, the original Twitter response was somebody asking about 
the dungeons that are included in the deluxe edition of the Witch Queen. Um, for those who don't know, the base version of the Witch Queen costs $40. The digital deluxe edition is $80, which is $10 more than it was um, last year for Beyond Light. But on top of it including everything that Beyond Light included, which is the expansion, all four seasons, so 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, an exotic weapon, a season early, um, an ornament for that weapon, emotes, like all the whole nine yards. Uh, it's also going to include two new dungeons, which is a part of Bungie's uh, cool kickoff starting in December, which is every three months from December until the end of year year five, I think. What year are we in right now? Year six? No, year five. Um Fuck, I honestly don't remember. Until the end of the Witch Queen's year, up until Lightfall comes out, um, we are going to have a new piece of RAD content, so RAD content, Raids and Dungeons, every three months. So every season we have a new raid or dungeon, which means the dungeon kicking off in December with the 30th anniversary pack, uh, the raid for the Witch Queen, and then a dungeon the next season, a, a reprised raid from Destiny 1, and then another dungeon after that. So we're getting in-game content every season, which is awesome. I'm super pumped about raids and dungeons. Like, give me more. Um, the big controversy around this, right, is that the dungeons are going to be available later on. Um, Bungie specifically says, you can upgrade to the Deluxe Edition to access the dungeons. We will also add a separate access path in the future. Um so to clarify on this, Cosmo got on this Reddit thread and said, Hey everyone, we've seen some debate about the new dungeon content and wanted to clarify how it will be delivered next year. If you get the digital deluxe edition of the Witch Queen, you will receive the expansion all four seasons for the next year in the two dungeons, like we said already. Uh, if you get the standard edition, you can still upgrade to the deluxe edition to get the dungeons later. We will also be offering a separate way for you to purchase the dungeons in the future, but they will not be included in the season passes. We will share more info on this closer to when the content is set to go live. So Bungie sells each individual season for, I want to say $15 a season. I think so, Typically, yeah. in the past, if something releases during that season, uh, you get everything that is released in Destiny during that season, right? So like in the past, if... Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing that people were comparing it to were the Prophecy Dungeon, which launched uh, with Season of Arrivals, mm -hmm. and it was it was included for everybody. And I believe even free to play players have access to it. I yeah. don't think it's actually a part of the season. So people are upset because this means that a piece of content that is that has existed now for years that has typically been included with expansions or was even given out for free once is now going to be a paid exclusive item. Um, for the, the only other thing that I, I can't remember if we touched on, which I know that I, I briefly mentioned it was that the Bungie 30th anniversary pack includes the dungeon Gallerhorn, yeah. uh, the thorn ornament set, uh, and then, and you know, all of that stuff. The only thing that's not included in it is the six man activity, which is free for all players. Everything else costs $25. Yeah. Um, so you can spend $100 and get everything from December until Lightfall in, you know, early 2023, you'd imagine. Um, or $80 to get all of the Witch Queen. I think it's your five content. Justin, I want, I, I've been talking a lot. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I no, want to get your good. take on it. I'm, I was what, just how do you feel you about this? To to so, 
I mean, I, I guess I have mixed feelings. I lean more towards Bungie's side on this, though. I mean, you know, I feel like Prophecy set, like, when they came out with Prophecy, they never said specifically that that was going to be the norm or anything like that. I almost feel like it's kind of like the situation where, like, you know, a mean person can continue to be mean, but, you know, when a nice person does something mean, it stands out. So, like, they did this nice thing, and, like, everyone was super happy about it, but then people expected that to just kind of be the norm from that point forward. Sure. And I feel like that's maybe not the best the best viewpoint to have. Like, don't get me wrong. I know Bungie loves making their games. They like interacting with their community. Like, it's you know, it's all fun and games, but it's also a business. 100%. At the end of the day, they have to make money. And so, like, you know... We don't really know what these dungeons are like. We don't know how many people are working on them. We don't we don't know how, how extensive they're gonna be. You know, they, they they could be really, really top tier content and it could have taken a lot of a lot of manpower and resources for them to actually make these. So, you know, expecting content for I guess free is the wrong word, because like you are, you know, people are upset because they feel like they're paying for the expansion. I just I don't have any issues with it per se. The only issue I have is the delivery of it. If they had stated very clearly from the get-go that it was going to be like that, I don't think people would have gotten as upset. But I think what happened is there was this this confusion that had to then be cleared up. And so people kind of had in their mind that if they bought Witch Queen, they were going to be getting this content. And then you, right. then you, you flipped it on them. So like, I don't really think there's any any issues with it i like like you said we're on the same page like i'm gonna pay for it totally like i want the dungeons i mean that's that that's the thing right i think i think we we very quickly mentioned it earlier which is like people people sometimes complain that bungie isn't transparent and it's funny because i i can i can totally see both sides of that coin i think that they are plenty transparent enough that being said i would have liked clarification on this the day it was announced this should have been unmistakably obvious yeah like this should have been so clear that there was zero problem understanding how it was going to work that expectation should have been set you know three months ago when the witch queen was announced and they announced all of this you know annual content that's coming as part of like the digital deluxe edition and to be fair they did say with the digital deluxe edition it includes the expansion, the seasons, the dungeons. Um, they never said that, you know, those dungeons were a part of the seasons. So it, it is, it is kind of a, a catch 22. Like they, they kind of did it right. They could have done it better. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you are, man. Like you said, like I'm, I'm all about paying for stuff. Like if it means, if it means that we get cool new content, like bring it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't buy silver for the Eververse store mostly. And I haven't, I have in the past, I have not in over two years because everything in the Eververse store eventually becomes available for bright dust. Just about, just about everything. Uh, my striker's patience emote had to be bought with silver. <laughs> I, but like I said, I did, I did for a while, a couple of years ago. I haven't since then. 
Um, but I am, I am putting my money where I want it to go. And Bungie has been, you know, very clear about like, this is what this is paying for. And I think that that's also the expectation is that Eververse also exists. And that if you wanted to buy everything in Eververse for silver, it costs a lot, a a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, and they continue to add content to that game. They are to the, to the Eververse store. I think, I think Bungie's doing the best that they possibly could with this. Um, I understand people being frustrated because when this came up, the conversation about vaulting happened like at the exact same time. So people are already kind of, people are upset that Forsaken's being vaulted, but like the raid and the dreaming city aren't, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't remember if the shattered throne is being vaulted or not. I kind of, I, would I kind hope, of, I would hope not. I mean, it's a task. I feel like it's not city. right. I feel like, I feel like they're, they're vaulting the tangled shore and everything tied to the tangled shore. Yeah. Um, but again, like they're going to sell the Forsaken pack, which is going to include the raid. Oh, they, no, of course it's going to include the raid and, and the dungeon. There's no way they would sell just that raid by itself. Where's Spider um, going to go? Oh, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's gone. He's fucking, he's bye-bye. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the lore, Justin, but, uh, the spider's recently been asking the drifter to get him the fuck out of the tangled shore because Marasov wants to kill yeah. his ass. I'm just curious to where, like, what are we going to do with our mats? Where are we going to go? Uh, Rahul is going to be our new mats vendor. Really? When, where did, yeah. Where did that? Where no, they said it, they said it in a, in a twab, uh, when they announced that Forsaken was being vaulted. So three weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really pay that much attention to that one. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice like that that functionality is not going anywhere, um, but I I can appreciate the frustration around the vaulting. I am one hundred percent on board that I think it's good for the game. I think it's really good for the health of the game. People try to compare Destiny to like World of Warcraft in that regard. We're like, well, WoW doesn't vault anything. It does. Uh, <laughs> WoW WoW has vaulted a bunch of content, including in game level content. Um, and I say vault because that's, you know, the easiest reference, yeah. the, the easiest thing to understand right now. Uh, you cannot go through World of Warcraft and play every piece of in-game content that's ever existed in that game. Plus you're paying for the expansions every two years. Plus you're paying a subscription yeah. fee on top of it. Buying, like spending $100 a year on Destiny to get all of the content that's playable, not cosmetics, but all of the playable content is still cheaper than paying for a WoW subscription and buying the expansions every two years. Yeah. Like it's it's like sixty or eighty dollars cheaper. I did like all the math on it a few days ago. Like it, it's silly to me that people are making comparisons. Destiny is also a very different game, and it exists on consoles where players have very limited hard drives yeah. uh, space. So I think I think that this is the right way to do it. It also has given Bungie the opportunity, like I just said a little while ago, to update the game more frequently. Yeah, uh, they've definitely been see... a lot more active with the hot fixes. Yeah, and man, a lot and like faster with fixing things. And, and they're giving us stuff that no one asked for or knew they wanted, like updating the lighting in the EDZ and Nessus. Mm-hmm. Like, those little tweaks to legacy content that still exists in the game wouldn't be possible if the game was 200 gigs because every destination it's was still, still the there. Game. Could you imagine Sabathrun? Like, let's imagine nothing has been vaulted. EDZ, Cosmodrome, Nessus, uh, IO, Mars... Mars. Mercury, Titan, Titan, <laughs> Rune. Did I already say seventh? No, no, you didn't. Uh, the Tangled Shore, the Dreaming City. We're at ten destinations right now. Yeah. Uh, 
potentially even more. Like, there's no, there's no way that that game would fucking function. No. Console players got faster load times when stuff got vaulted. Yeah, I I noticed that. Although I also switched to a a solid state drive around the same time, so. Sure. But, I mean, it it was still an improvement. Like, I, I don't know. I... I feel like I'm going to end up talking this to death, but I think I think that this is the right way for Bungie to move forward. I think them making money on the cool content that they're making only makes sense to me. I think there's an entire other conversation around like the value of what a game is these days and what ownership means over that game. Yeah, but like you and I have both said it now, we're on the same page. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have any problems with, with the, what they're doing. And every time, any every time something like this happens, there's always like. And, you know, voice your opinions. That's totally fine. But the Bungie community tends to get to get pretty upset over things like this. So I'm kind of used to it at this point. It is it is frustrating. Like I I always talk about how positive. Like as far as gaming communities goes, Destiny is an extremely positive one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially also concerning myself a lot and and aligning myself a lot with like the Halo community, which is extremely toxic sometimes. Yeah. Um, even even on good days, it's still a little rough. But it's, you know, it's 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 just upsetting to see people get so up in arms about it when at the end of the day, like, again, like you said, Justin, voice your opinion, please. I think that's what matters is you having an opinion because if you don't, like, the wrong things don't get changed. Um, but at the end of the day, like, Bungie's going to do what's, number one, best for them, and number two, best for their players. Uh, and, and I think that we just have to kind of respect that that's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to fuck anyone over. They're not trying to no, break your enjoyment. Just, they're of their specifically thing. targeting me. They're trying to fuck yeah, me over. Not not you, Justin. They're they're trying to get all the Travises out there. Ooh, <laughs> fuck you, Travis. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope somebody listening heard that and was like, "What?" <laughs> Um, that's but yeah, so that's that's the dungeon thing in a nutshell. Justin and I agreed on it. I we even debated talking about it at all because we were on the same page about it. But I thought I thought it was it's a good. It was we a good both point we both about. did absolutely. We both thought that it was a good thing to to talk about. <laughs> okay, so now our mystery grab bag topic that we're going to kind of work towards closing the episode out with is uh, Destiny recently Bungie recently made moves to taking Destiny and Destiny 2 from being a video game franchise to being a multimedia franchise. Now, of course, the Grimoire books have existed for a long time. Uh, The comic book that was compiled and released uh, that composed all their free comics that they put out online, all of that stuff is super cool. But what Bungie means when they say that stuff is that they're expanding into novels, comic books, TV shows movies like they want to be a part of it all i can't wait to buy my limited edition monopoly destiny 2 set <laughs> uh <laughs> like i did my halo one a few years back uh all of, all of that stuff is super cool what i want to talk about justin because like i i think i know what i want out of that okay i want to know what, what you think would seem cool to to get out of like a multimedia existence uh, for Destiny. So there are two different things that have really stuck with me from Halo. And then one of them I actually had reinforced recently by something else that is very space magic-y. So I'm going to start with the one that's just exclusively Halo, is the novels 
had a huge impact on me when I was younger. I read through, like, I would, I would read one of those novels in, like, a couple of days. And just... Same. I don't know the, the writers that they had and the imagery that they had and the, the stories that they could... And how the... the the liberty that they, they could take in a novel versus in a game engine, the way that they could, you know, paint the pictures of the environment or or have, you know, the, the things that Guardians could do in a book, man. Like, think about the things that Master Chief and Blue Team did in the books. Imagine the Guardians. Like, No, it's fun. Like, one of the biggest memes in the Halo community is, like, Master Chief, Master in, Chief the in the books versus <laughs> Master Chief in the games. And it's hilarious and, like, so fucking true. Destiny has... Such a fucking rich lore and such a massive universe that at any point in time, like, we we don't really know how long it's been since the collapse and, like, when the first light bearers were, were risen. risen. Like, we have kind of ideas, but, like, you could tell thousands upon thousands of stories that could have impacts on the world within that timeline. Yeah, I mean, you could load up any destination in the game and have someone be like, all right, like explain to me some stories about this destination. And I could be like, all right, well, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, no joke, man. Like, let me let me tell you about the time that I... I, I, fuck, I mean, Jesus Christ, Austin, come up with a good example, please. Uh... <laughs> no, but I mean... So like, you, like, you could talk about, like, okay, the EDZ is a good example. It's like all the stuff with with the, the taken and and the, the the forest and like the shard of the traveler and like them being drawn to it. Like there's a lot there. And then you know, and you see, then you also got a bunch of like red red re, red legion remnants. Dear Lord, try and say that one five times. Fast. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, like, like all one hundred percent. Please continue. I'm sorry. Or you totally could you know, or you could look at the fallen and you could go down the rabbit hole about their story and how there used to be different houses and now they're kind of under one and you know there's just like I said you could load up any destination and point in any direction and find something that you could talk for at least 20 minutes to 30 minutes about so like the the opportunity for the different stories that they could tell is just so immense and they just have so much to pick from I don't know. I think that it could be really, really cool for them to write a book. And I mean, you know, they seem to be very, very good with picking their writers. They did a great job in a lot of the Halo books. Um, I mean, gosh, even their even their like lore tabs and stuff in the games are fantastic. They're the, very well written. The guy yeah. that they keep getting to come back, who wrote the Book of Sorrows and then wrote, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the book, but all of the the Clovis Bryce stuff. <clears throat> like, fuck, give him free reign to just write a book. Because he does it every few <laughs> years anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the other big thing, and this is the one I was really, I was really excited about, is so. And I know that it got a lot of mixed things, a lot of mixed reviews or differing opinions. But the Halo Legends, when they when they came out with that, and yeah. they did the thing where they they gave different studios one off liberties to make like a singular episode. So that had a huge impact on me. And then just recently, I was watching some of the Star Wars stuff. What I forget, what it, what is it called? Uh, Star Wars Legends, I think? No! <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. Because uh, I'm a bad Star Wars fan. You, with my... you should. But so I watched a couple of those. And like it's the same thing. Like Not every episode is for everyone. But there were a couple that like really, really resonated with me. And so it's just like, I feel like giving a handful of different studios the keys to drive and just like be like, you know, make it how you want and like use your art style and, and 
there's just so much opportunity there. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of an anime person, so like maybe I'm no, a bit totally. biased, but no, I, I, I can appreciate that so much. Like if posing, posing the same question to myself, like I, I'm <laughs> just, and it's funny how, how much we're on the same page about stuff. Uh, but like books, 100%. Give me, give me a library of novels to, to pick and choose from. Um, I will buy them all. I promise. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm super into that idea. I'm, I'm super into the idea of having like an animated series. Not, not even necessarily like, like the Legends thing, like the Halo Legends thing that, that you're talking about in the, what you mean Star like Wars. More cohesive. Yeah. Something, something that follows a cast of characters. I would even be down for it to be, um and like stay with me here because it's not going to sound like it makes sense at first an american horror story style approach to it okay where like we get a season that follows a story with these characters and then the next season is a whole new cast of characters and a whole new story yeah uh and then like every once in a while there's some cool overlap there yeah um i think i think that i would love to have that and the reason i say animated not live action is because given the nature of destiny i think that it lends itself better to uh to animated representation in that way i think it's easier to create cool stories and environments uh for destiny in an animated way than it would be in a live action way money and the time to do a live action thing 100 percent, it would be unreal uh and and not honestly not something that i would think bungie would be too keen to do given the fact that they are still an independent studio yeah Uh, i think they would be way more willing to spend you know, a few million dollars on the first five episodes of a television series, uh, put it on Netflix, put it on Hulu, put it on any of the streaming services. I will subscribe day one. Yeah. Like I promise. Uh, same thing, same thing is going to happen when fucking the Halo TV show comes out. Like I am paying for a Paramount plus subscription. Yeah. I already am like budgeting that out. (laughs) (laughs) I will be there day one. I promise. But yeah, I think I think Destiny has some insane potential for some cool multimedia stuff and like comic books. Like, why not? If we're here talking about it, like, let's say, let's say, like, very much so, like Avatar, the yeah. Last Airbender, right? Like, they had their series and then it would end, and they would continue to tell those stories with those characters in comic books, and then they did it with Korra. You know, Korra ended. They continued those stories in comic books. They do the same thing with these cool, like this Destiny show, and continue like, hey, so people really gravitated towards season two's characters and story. Yeah, we can continue that in the comics. Um, something like that. It's also like I feel like depending on the type of media that they choose to pursue, it it, it has potential to do two things at once, and it it's really cool because it hits both ends of the spectrum. So like, especially if it ends up on like Netflix or something. There's the offhand chance that it pulls someone new in. Someone stumbles across that and sees it, and they're like, "Oh, this is really cool." And they're like, "Oh, there's a whole game series behind it." Like, all right, like let's let's go see what that's about. But then, what I got to experience with all the Halo media was, you know, by the time I read the books, I was already, you know, I'd played through the first game a handful of times. Like, I had, I had played through the second game, and so it really enriched my my time in the games it gave all this perspective and gave me so many more things to think about than just what was going on on the screen and you know like places and and events had more weight do you know what i mean and, yeah 100 percent. so i feel like it could do both of those things it could bring new people in but it could also heavily enrich the experience of someone who's like a destiny person 
absolutely. You you see it you see it now, and more so since like three four three took over. But uh, you see it a lot with Halo. Like I'm, I I reference Halo so much on this podcast. It's almost like I enjoy it uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> I mean, I. You see, you see it a lot where like the Halo, Halo has been around for 20 years this year. And that means that the Halo books have also been around for 20 years this year. The first novel, uh, Fall of Reach came out in October of 2001. It came out less than a month before the game did. And, and it's so cool now getting to see characters that were introduced in novels years ago. Like the biggest example, obviously, is Blue Team showing up in Halo 5. Um, We'd been reading about those characters for, you know, at that point, 15 years, 14 years, I guess. And to see them finally show up in the games was mind-blowing. And it was super cool. Yeah. And was an like, awesome you get payoff. to go to places and, and see things that you wouldn't have been able to see if it wasn't for the fact that that expanded media was already there. Or at least wouldn't have been as impactful if it wasn't for the fact that those books had existed. Uh, Justin, I totally agree, man. I think that that's a great way to look at it. Bring new players into the fold enrich the universe please i beg i beg of you <laughs> bungie please uh uh <laughs> thanks bungo taking wallet you know oh my god uh, that was so the taken wallet dude it's a deep cut it's a good joke um <laughs> Okay, and like, guys, if you're listening, like, please hit me or Justin up. You know, me on Twitter, Justin on TikTok. Uh, although I do have Justin's uh, very, very, very inactive Twitter account uh, linked in our Twitter bio, uh, Pyramid Scheme D2 uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. Make sure you hit us up and like, let us know. Like, totally engage with us. We're we're totally here for that. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think about trials and. And uh, to let us know getting his own section in the hotfix. Uh, let us know what you think about like Destiny expanding into multimedia. Have a conversation about us uh, about the dungeons with us. Let us know like why we're stupid and you think that your your point of view on it is is different or better or whatever. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you. So much so that we have a segment that this is going to be now technically the second time, although it is our official first episode. Uh, so I'll call it our first one. So, uh, Justin and I are very much so into the idea of providing a more positive community for the destiny community at large, right? Like a, a cool little place where you can come and hang out and, uh, chat with us, you know, one-on-one in a group, uh, and find cool new people to play with. Even if it's not a clan that you're joining, just finding someone that you'd like to play with. So we would like to give a shout out every episode to a new friend looking for friends. So this is our looking for friends section is what we're calling it. LFF. Um, feel free to tweet at us at pyramid scheme D two with the hashtag LFF. I will uh, keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, and we'll, we'll share yours. So this week, what we're, what we do here is we share a bungee name so that no matter what platform you're on or whatever platform they are on, you can play with them, get to know them, do some cool stuff with them, and then kind of talk about what they're into playing. So this week we have uh, a good, good friend of Justin's. I don't know if, if, uh, if that's a, if that's the right, the right level there, but no, that's fine. A, that's accurate. A very good friend of Justin's, um, whose name is Blink. Uh, she, her, her bungee name is Blink Girl 87 pound 7880. Blink is out here trying to make some cool friends, be a real gamer. Uh, Ryan's some gambit. 
grind some gambit is, is really what is really what she's looking for she's looking for she uh she has a tiktok account as well you can go check out her her tiktok uh her tiktok uh tiktok account justin what is her tiktok account um i believe it is just blink girl uh, while Justin's pulling that up, uh, Blink is fantastic at the game. She makes a lot of uh, Destiny content on on TikTok. She does uh, PvP content and Gambit content. She's great. Her stuff is very funny and entertaining, and she's great at the game. Justin, what is it? Uh, it's actually just Blink0587. Cool. So go check out Blink on, on TikTok, Blink0587. Send Blink a bungee friend request. Blink girl 87 Pound seven eight eight zero. I think that she would really appreciate some cool new people to play Gambit with. Uh, Me too. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and like Justin plays with Blink all the time. Or, yeah, we Justin need, plays with Blink we, all the time. We need Gambit buddies. <laughs> um, we're looking for cool people who like a little Gambit in their lives. Uh, okay, gamers. I think that brings the first episode of the first official episode of Pyramid Scheme to an end. Justin, do you have any closing thoughts? Um. I not really. I mean, I'm just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe some people should. should uh, if anyone's looking to, to get into trials and they've never done it, you can shoot me a message, and you know, I'll I'll, I'll give it a run with you. The people that I play with and myself are not very. Uh, we're not very angry people. You're not gonna get yelled at. You're not gonna get blamed for anything. So you know, if you if you've never really dipped your feet in the trials and you want to give it a shot, send me a message. I'm more than happy to to give it a go with you. Justin, um, where can people shoot you a message at? Where can they find you online? Um, so you can you can follow me on TikTok and DM me. Uh, I do get Twitter notifications. I just don't ever really go on it. So if I see a notification pop up, um, I will I will certainly look at it. Um, you can send me a, a a message on Bungie. We we put our Bungie names in the the episode last week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're an Xbox person, you can just send me an Xbox message. <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin plays on Xbox. Uh, I play on PC. You can always come and hit me up. I stream at least three days a week at twitch.tv slash forebear. Uh, again, I know it's confusing to spell. You can also find me on Twitter. It's all spelled the same. It's P-F-H-O-R-B-E-A-R. Um, catch me streaming three days a week on Twitch. Uh, I'm shit posting a lot on Twitter. Uh, very, very excited about Halo right now. Halo Infinite soon. Very, very soon. It's three days after my birthday. It is the day after, as unfortunate as it is, the day after the 30th anniversary, uh, in Destiny. So that's fucking exciting. Um, it happens. But thank you guys very much for listening. If you want to join the conversation, follow us on Twitter. Uh, like I said, I'm at Forebear. Follow Justin and I on Twitter at Pyramid Scheme D2. Uh, that's twitter.com slash pyramid scheme D2. Uh, send us a message. Send us a tweet. Uh, like and retweet if you enjoyed the podcast. Share it around a little bit uh, with some friends. And uh, join our Discord. There is a link to join the official Pyramid Scheme Discord on our Twitter account. Uh, and it will be linked in the description wherever you find this podcast. Uh, thank you guys so very much for listening. We love you very, very much. You sexy, <laughs> sexy gamers. Uh, until next time, thank you Bye, guys. for listening to Pyramid Scheme.
Woo!